happening by the spirit right now but I think the word is going to bring it into in, into perspective okay Mark chapter 4 you can go there put your finger on Mark chapter 4 Ruth right after, so just be ready for that. And then I'm going to end in Ephesians chapter 2. chapter 4, and there's just a few verses I just want to look at because it's, it's got everything to do with, with, with where we're going to go and what the Lord wants to release today, I feel that, okay, for everyone, whether your first time here, you get the full, right? He wants to do something in the whole body, but I just feel like, man, there's a deposit that he wants to continue to do and pour out, so... Mark chapter 4, we have the, the parable of the sower. And I'm just going to go right to verse 11. So he gives the parable about the seed that's sown. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because I just, I don't have, I feel like I don't have time, but I just want to hit a couple spots. You know, Jesus gives the parable, then he goes here. And I want you to know that God has, has preordained that you walk in the fullness of who he is. Everyone say 100%. He wants you to walk in a hundredfold anointing. He wants you to walk in the hundredfold portion of everything that he's given. He gave it at Pentecost and it's available today. And actually the Bible says that the, gl that the glory of the latter house will be what? Greater than the former. And so there's something really that we have to tap into as believers in this, power, in, this, in this epoch of time. In this portion of time. There's no more time to be discouraged. You with me? There's no more time to be discouraged. Everything that he's spoken over you is really good. And so when the word comes, just like we've, like I feel like the Lord dropped a word tonight already before we've even hit, hit the word. But I'm just going to kind of give direction to the, the pro, like the prophetic unction behind what God wants to do. Okay? So he says here in verse, verse 11, he says, he says, to you has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to those 
who are outside, all things come in parables. See that they may see, not seeing that they may see and not perceive, and hearing they not, they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn, and their sins be forgiven them. And then he goes on, he just begins to unravel some things. And I want you to see about the word, because when the word comes, like right now, we, the word of the Lord for us in this moment is take, take the opportunity. There's an uncorking of an oil of intimacy for us right here, right now. It didn't change because we got up and get back in our chairs. Do you understand? The, so what happens is right away, it says right here that the, Satan actually... The one, the head of hell. Come on. He's the one that comes to steal the word. And there's people in this room, and I felt like this from the beginning onslaught, that God has spoken words over. And the enemy has literally tried to pull them away from you and pull them out of you. You don't understand the... I, we don't understand the fullness of the kingdom, but when things are spoken over, let me tell you, when things are spoken over your life, they, in, they either, you either receive them, and that means take them, or you reject them, or you, some of us, we just don't believe them. So you might not reject it, but you think it's, wow, that's so far out, how can that be even true? But God's word over your life, and even this word for tonight of intimacy is true over your life. I'm going to show you. It's really, really true. God wants to pull you in a whole new dimension in intimate lifestyle with him. That this, this is all he wants of his church. He just wants you. He wants every one of us. And so it says that he, it says in verse 15, right, it says Satan comes immediately, right away. How many times have we walked into a place, received word, or, or the Lord will speak something to us in our prayer times, and then we go out and the opposite thing like immediately happens, and we think, that wasn't true. Come on, I know, I'm just talking to myself. But that, we, we, we hear from the Lord, and then immediately the enemy tries to snatch that thing away and say, that's not true. If it happened to Jesus in the wilderness... It will happen to you. Immediately, the Bible says that he went into the wilderness, right? We talked about this last week. The wilderness was the place where the enemy was trying to get him to question who he was. And so there's a fullness of identity that God wants you to find in the place under the oil of intimacy. It says the second thing, right? The other reason is why? Because they're not rooted. Verse 17, because the roots weren't deep. So whenever, whenever things come, like the enemy wants to just cause conditions. Now it's not even the enemy anymore. It's the conditions around you cause the word to be uprooted inside of you. Listen, I, I, I'm just going to speak over you that your roots will go deep. And that they'll drink of the living waters that you feed from. That you, 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 you must feed from the, the living waters of Christ. And so there's, there's just these things. And I'm going to, and it says that the last thing here, it says the cares of this world. 
And I'm telling you, the enemy is trying to cause the, a, a, a world perspective to be so shifted that the church gets so discouraged in its pursuit of revival and, and believing for God to awaken the whole nation. The cares of this world. And I have to remind you tonight that you live and you move from a different kingdom. You live and you move from a different world. And people get concerned about being too mystical and, and too spiritual. But I'm telling you, God wants you to be so spiritually minded that you're so incredibly earthly good that it doesn't matter what you're believing. Like the Lord is, is he's going to bring conditions all around you, but he wants you to break through. And he wants you to be a voice of breakthrough to your generation. He wants you to be a voice of breakthrough to your family. He wants you to be a voice of breakthrough. He wants you to be that one that's crying in the wilderness. And I was, I was away this just for a, a spontaneous couple days, and the Lord began to sp speak to me about one thing, kinsmen. I went to hike on a trail. And immediately I was like, okay, I'll take this trail. It's called the kinsman uh, ridge or something, right? So I'm, I'm going that way, right? And the, be careful what you, path you follow. But I believe that the Lord had a, had a specific word for us here, but he had it for me as well. And I just, just go to the book of Ruth because there, listen, I, I just... Wait, before you go there, just go verse 20 because there is, there is something. But these ones, talking about the seed sown on good ground, what happens? Some, it, it, it produces 30-fold. Some, it produces 60-fold. But some 100. And I want you to see this is all throughout Scripture. That there's an element that we can get in with God. You can go to the, to the inner court. You can go to the holy place. That might be 60. Or you can go to the most holy place. That's all the way. And everyone in this room is called to go all the way in. You're called to live from a hundredfold blessing on your life. There is a blessing, and I, you know, we get hung up on the word blessing, but God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. In Christ Jesus, there is nothing else that we need other than the Lord's word over our lives. And there's the written word of God, ready? The written word does something for you. And, wants, and, and brings breakthrough for your life. And so it says this right here. It says, and these are the ones sown into good ground. Those who hear the word. Come on, put your hands on your ears for a minute. Lord, I thank you that I can hear the word of God. Because some of us, it just said before that he gave the mysteries so that you would hear them. And you've been called to hear the mysteries of God. You've been called to go in deep and hear the sound of God and step into the mysteries of God. Amen? So you have to hear it, but then there's another step. You have to accept it. And this is where we falter. Especially in prophetic community. 
we get words, we receive words, we, we, we receive the written word, and sometimes we don't accept it. That means God wants to give it to you full on all the time, not a long, far away time. He wants to do it immediately and now. And I'll tell you that he wants to do it swiftly. He wants to do it quickly. And he wants to do it with strength. Not kind of almost and maybe you'll get there. But I promise you that the Lord wants to do this. He comes in strength and swiftness. Oh, I wish I could get you all to believe me. Maybe someone on YouTube will believe me. I promise you that there's, there's, there's something that the Lord wants to do tonight in swiftness and in strength. And he's already come with the strength of the oil tonight, but he wants to do something with swiftness. And because of the word, the word has to, you have to come and receive the word. You hear it, you accept it, and then what? It begins to produce fruit. And fruitfulness is your hundredfold. Your life being fruitful is a hundredfold. I'm going to prove it to you. It started right, right at the beginning with Adam and Eve. To be fruitful and multiply. He said to prosper and increase. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about your soul. I'm talking about walking in the fullness of God. I'm talking about 100% of God moving in 100% man. And he did it through Christ Jesus. And so the hundredfold is for you. If you want to move it, if you want to live in a 30-fold life, I, I discourage that. If you want to live in a 60-fold life, I discourage that as well. And I know we're all in progress. Look at, look at your neighbor say, I'm in progress. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in process. But I'm progressing. You are. You're progressing. But I'm telling you, God wants to release an acceleration in this place right here, right now. I, I, I do believe that. And it's in the realm of intimacy. It's in knowing what Jesus Christ has done. It's in knowing who you are inside of him. All right, now you can go to Ruth. I think I might need the fans, Joe. Can you help me? We're getting ready for takeoff, so set on all three engines. do have to make a couple of announcements. There is no prayer this Wednesday. There is no glory nights this week. You got the week off. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there's a church I know that takes the whole month off. They don't even have service. Yeah, Morningstar. They take the whole month of, of uh, July off and they tell people, go to other churches. And every year they did that, the more people would come back than they than left. For the month. It's a good good thought. You could take the whole month off. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Hallelujah. Everyone's like, no, don't do it here. <laughs> Glory. I'd miss everybody, honestly, but all right. I just want to go through the story because the, the kinsmen, this is the pathway I took this week, and and I said, God, what are you saying about the kinsman redeemer? And the book of Ruth is a beautiful. It's a true historical book, but it's also an allegory that you can, 
use the symbolism because there is so much in, there is so much in here. There's no way I'll get through it all. But the, I encourage you, ready? It's like a 20-minute book. You can read it. If you just take your time, read it. You can just read it. Probably, probably less than that. It's only a couple pages. But there's so much beauty in the picture of Boaz being your heavenly Jesus. And you being postured as Ruth. Right? And Naomi being the Holy Spirit that draws us to Jesus. And I just want you to see some things because there's this reality in just this book alone that if we could understand it, and you will, how many will promise me, please read it, please, I promise you, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you Something because you know what we preach stuff on on Sunday and no one goes back to it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They just it just goes by. But I want you to get it in your spirit. And so there's so much in here that God wants to unravel for you about the favor of God. Oh, where do I read? Good mercy. Ready? This is perfect because because Ruth is is a a Moabitess. What does that mean? What is Moab? Moab is the enemy of Israel. Moab is the enemy of God. And everyone in this room Oh, I'm going to tell you something. You already know. You are all enemies of God. At one point, you were all God's children, but you didn't know you were God's children. And I'm just, I'm just here to tell you tonight that there's this posture that the Lord is looking for. Where Ruth just became, did I say Naomi was a Moabite? What are you guys laughing at over there? Ruth was a Moabite. And she said this, entreat me not to leave you or turn back. Now, she lost her husband. Come on, everyone else, every one of us, even if you haven't been married yet, we're married to something. And hopefully I'm not married to that thing now. But God's trying to move you into a divine romance that's always been... Like God's been always wooing us to a deeper place in divine romance and finding him in deeper ways. And this is beautiful because Ruth just says, no, I'm going where you're going. I'm going everywhere you're going. Wherever you're going, Naomi, the Holy Spirit, where Holy Spirit, wherever you're going, I'm going. And this was super important because we must follow the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit always glorifies who? Jesus. The Holy Spirit will always glorify the Lord. He'll always bring you to the Lord. And he's not apart from Jesus. He's one true God. Come on, they're all three in one. And when you figure that out, you can text me and let me know about all that. But I'm telling you, the, the Lord wants to bring us into this place of divine union 
and not being separated from the Lord ever. And he wants to lead us right into our fulfillment. He wants to lead us right into our inheritance. And let me tell you, your, your inheritance is only one place. That's with Boaz. That's with, G, that's with Jesus, your kinsman redeemer. And let me just tell you about a kinsman re- redeemer and what that, what that all implies. What happened was she, she, her, her husband died and her, her father-in-law died and they all left the land. And she was godless. Come on. She didn't know the Lord. But she ends up going to, to a cousin, a relative of Naomi. And that's Boaz. And come on, he is the man in charge. He is the man that owns everything. He's got all the money. He's got all the fields. He owns it all. Sound like someone you know. That would be Jesus. He owns everything. He's got everything for you. He's not trying to hide stuff from you. He's actually got handfuls on purpose for you. No, you missed it because if you read the book next week, I'm just going to skip through some points because I can't go through the whole thing because it's so rich and deep. And and for me to do that, it would be two, two, three, four, five sessions. But the fullness of God is in the picture of Boaz and who he is. And he came, and he came to buy all of the things, all of their dirty past. And he left the land even. He just left and went to say, I'm purchasing everything Naomi left and everything Ruth left. And there was no one else to buy it. There was no one else to purchase it. So there was one person to purchase it. Just like Jesus purchased everything for you. He purchased your inheritance already for you. He purchased the land that you don't even know you own yet. He purchased it for you. Oh, some of you believe me on that one. I'm telling you, he came to come and just open up. He's a good realtor. Come on. Come on. He's got, he, he already purchased the land of Israel before Israel ended up back there in 1948. Oh, he he already purchased Israel before they even entered into the promised land. I'm telling you, in every book of this Bible, Jesus is very clear. If you're looking for him. And in your life, everything will be very clear if you're looking for him. And there's an undeniable truth about Jesus that within him is all provision for every single thing. And I am not preaching prosperity, although he will prosper you. But there is everything in your physical and in your spiritual inheritance that God wants to restore right here, right now, today. Like I said, and what does his name mean? Strength and swiftness. His his name literally means strength and swiftness. It's strength, it's might, and the power of the Lord has been given to you so that you can step into all the things that God has already set aside for you. He's purchased your righteousness. He's purchased your blame. You're like, there's no blame. He took everything that you may think you, you still struggle with. He already took care of it. This is why even in the, in the realm of being delivered from things, he's already set you free. He's already healed you. There is this place in the Lord that God is wanting us to find through intimacy and through the oil that was corked open in this place today, I promise you. Where his divine nature 
actually comes inside of you like Peter tells you. All right. You know you already have his divine nature. You just don't function in it. You just don't operate in it. Why? Because we're usually talking about idle things. No, I... Really, the Lord started really getting on me about three specific things. Being aware of him always. Being aware. Like, Ruth was aware. Oh, my goodness, I've got favor, and I've, there's no reason I've got favor. I've, I've got grace in this, in this man's presence, and there's no reason for me to have grace in his presence. He's done all this for me, and he's already told his manservants to, to just leave stuff. She didn't even know this, but she's just going through the harvest field, and just, they, he just told them, just leave stuff. Come on, angels that gather. Come on. Do you understand that if you had all of what, right, you've got father, son, so you, you you can identify with a pronoun called they or them. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Yeah. This is just with that woke stuff, right? They and them, that's you. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And wait, wait, wait. It gets better. You have myriad of angels if you learn to activate heavenly things around your life. Are you with me? Come on, somebody needs to... Get hold of something today because I'm telling you, there are places in God that he wants to just open. He wants to pull. Remember, back to the word. The word. It, it, did, did the enemy steal the fact that he's already got things for you in purpose? On purpose. He's got things already there on purpose waiting for you. What he does is he, he puts some type of like amnesia on you or some type of veil. And I break it today in Jesus' name that you'll see only what God wants you to see. That you'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And you won't question that he, want, that he has good things for you. And I'm telling you, it is his goodness that brings us to repentance. But we don't even see the goodness of God half the time. We always think that he's scolding us or rebuking us. And he does. He doesn't scold me. He'll rebuke me. Because if I'm a son, he'll rebuke me. But I'm telling you, there's a place in, in the Lord that God wants to bring you where you look at all the amazing things that he has already done through the blood of his son. Boaz goes and purchases all the land and all her stuff and then marries her. Just marries her. And you understand that she is like, after being in the, in the, in the field, oh, I got to go. I got to go. Verse 10, chapter 2. She's overwhelmed with the favor of God. She says, why have I found favor in your eyes? Why have I found favor in your eyes? Since I'm what? A foreigner.
Every one of us were foreigners. Every one of us were foreigners. Ephesians chapter 2, I'll just and I will land the plane. It's too much. I want you to read the book of Ruth. Read it over and over, honestly. The Lord wants you to fall in love with him. Because he's bought you with a price. And look at me, everyone in this room, you are worth it. And he'd do it again and again and again. But he doesn't have to. He did it once and for all. And I don't think we know the power of the blood of Jesus. I don't think we understand the fullness that it brought me out of being an enemy with God into the fullness of sonship and to be a child of the Most High. And so partly the reason why we don't rally and we, we don't push in to deeper things in God is because we don't get that, we don't understand that, that first thing right there. That you've been called with a holy calling. That you've been bought with a price. That you've been filled with all the fullness of God. You, don't, you just don't realize it. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 4 says, but God, in, who is rich in mercy, thank you, Jesus, and his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By, the, by grace we've been saved. Amen. And has raised us up together and made us sit together. You're with him together and with the person next to you. Come on, you're already seated in heavenly places. You're already living from a higher place of victory. If you believe it, you're already living there. So believe the word of the Lord when he says you've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. And that you, later on, he, he continues in this, right? He says that you've been seated together in Christ Jesus, in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that in the age to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness. This was the thing with Ruth. She didn't understand and her humility, let me just stop and go back. Because her humility, because she, she prepared and, 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 and ministered even to Boaz and then laid before his feet without him even knowing. Come on. Without him even knowing. And postured herself. Everyone say posture. In humility. Listen, our lives have to be marked by humility. Our lives must be marked by humility. 
Not to say that we're humble, but humility before the Lord. Back to the three things. I felt like the Lord was speaking. He said, be aware. Aware of my presence. Be, be attentive. Really acknowledging that I'm in everything. And allow the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. Allow yourself to, to posture yourself in the fear of the Lord. That means whatever I do, whatever I say, however I, have, I conduct my life. Not just so the outward people know, but in my inward, inward life. Listen to me, inward life. That the Lord knows that I'm living with my heart humbly before him. That I walk humbly before him. That the fear of him is on me. Because I, I'm in awe of who he is. And I'm in awe of his favor. And I'm acknowledging him in every single thing that he does. And I give him homage. I give him praise. I give him worship in everything that I do. And the last thing was, cut out idle talk. Cut out idle thoughts. Cut it all out. Well, we're just kidding around. That's all right. I believe that there's a place that God wants to bring everyone in this room where, they transform, where we transform our minds to like, listen, when you, when you encounter Jesus, I'm prophesying over you all right now. When you encounter Jesus in a real live way, in, an, in like the apostolic gesture, gesture in which Paul encountered Jesus. <laughs> Somebody don't have faith for that. I'm telling you, when he speaks to you, he's not going to speak to you with his mouth. He's going to speak to you with thoughts. Every time I've encountered, had a spiritual encounter, literally in, in, in an angelic encounter, like not with closed eyes and I might have had a vision. No, the angel of the Lord was in the room and began to speak to me with his thoughts and knew my thoughts. <laughs> We're missing the whole understanding of why God, why the Lord would want us to be like having our minds renewed by the renewing of your mind, that your mind is transformed, your living sacrifices that are transformed in the presence of the Lord. Why is that so important? Because I honestly believe this. I believe this. I personally believe it. That when I get before the Lord and my thoughts are scattered and all over the place, and I'm, I'm thinking thoughts, not even bad thoughts, but I, the idle thoughts. That's why we don't engage with God. I'm telling you, ready? Get, these things, God wants us to know. It's a mystery to those, why? Parables. Parables are mysteries to those who don't understand the kingdom. But to you, they're not mysteries. Because he's given you understanding. Why? Because my mind is in the kingdom. And my, when my mind's set in the kingdom, my mind can function well in the kingdom. And I can have thoughts that are kingdom thoughts. And it attracts actually all of heaven's resources to my life. Three of you believe me. I'm telling you. There's a reason why God wants your mind to be transformed. This is where the church continually stumbles. This is where we continually, as individuals in our life, we stumble, stumble, stumble. Because our, our idle mind and our idle mouth begins to speak things that are, not, that are contrary to the kingdom. 
All right? And God's going to help you. Everyone, come on. Put your hands up right now. God's going to help you right now. I mean, really. No, don't you want the Lord to help you with your idle mind and your idle thinking? And I say idle, that means things that are not, not encouraging things of the kingdom. They're, not, they're, they're, they're detrimental to my, my mental health in the kingdom. And I declare over you a sound mind. And we break every spirit of fear in Jesus' name that causes us to think other things contrary to the kingdom of God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give us this grace. Come on. Because we have access to these things tonight. And we have access to them tomorrow morning. It's not just because I'm in the church. It's because you're good and you desire to blow us up with your goodness and show us all your mercy and all your great things. And you want our minds to stop. I command minds to stop being idle. It's not in my voice. But I speak to those things right now. And some of you, I just felt it. You got, there was freedom. I just felt it. So Lord, we thank you. My God, I need reading glasses, and that's for sure. I'm telling you, the contact lenses are great, but they're not helping me with the long-distance stuff lately. Glory to God, I have healthy eyes. Sha-ra-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Regenerate them. And teeth in the room as well. Ha-ha. And ears. Come on. All right. By grace you've been, I'll just read this one again. For by grace you've been saved through faith. That not of ourselves, it's a glorious gift of God. Come on. Ah. He wants to give you a gift, and the gift is grace is on your life. Look at me. Grace is two things. I said this before. You get the grace of God, which is the favor of God on your life, but then you get these graces that we get to step in in our lives that God has functions for you in your giftings and in your life. Are you with me? It's graces. And he is so full of grace, and he has gifts of grace that he continually wants to pour out on you and in your life. So you should be super pumped every day you wake up. There's a new gift, God, that you can give me. Because I'm married to you. Come on, I have my wedding ring. I'm married to the Lord. I need a new ring. 30 years. Come on. She gets a new one first. Mine's... Mine's cheaper, though. We can, you know. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm teasing. Come on, I prosper in everything. I favor in everything. Come on. Glory. Holy Spirit. So I want you to just be in this posture. Ready? There's more good news coming up. Ready? It's not by works because you don't have to do it to receive it. You don't have to do something to get anything it's the grace of God acting in your life. And let me tell you, there's grace gifts on your life that want to be fully functioning and you don't have to do anything except for belief for them. What did I say before? When you read this, do you accept it? So that the fruit of it begins to appear in your life. Because the hundredfold fullness of God's gifts in your life wants to manifest. But some of you have shut them down. Some of you have put them away. You put them in a closet. 
Because you're not believing for him. All right, it's okay. And the Holy Spirit wants to awaken those things for you so that you walk in all the fullness, all the graces that God has given you. Amen? For what, for what reason? Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. It's not by works that anyone should boast. So we're not going to boast about any of it other than that the Lord's amazing. And he's going to fill all in all and he's going to continue to do it again and again and again. And he's good in everything he does. Ready? For we are his. I don't even have to go any further. We are his workmanship. That means he created you in himself already. Oh, come on, I'm preaching good. You should be shouting me down. He has, he has, he has really, he's created you as his workmanship in Christ Jesus. That means you've been birthed out of the Lord already. That every part of who you are has been established, created, and is coming forth a hundred, look at me, a hundredfold. A hundredfold. And you should not be denied of truth in your inner man. Come on, you're going to leave here feeling really good, but you're going to get, we're going to uncork the oil tonight and pour it out, and God's going to, the Lord's just pouring it out right now while we're even talking. While I'm talking. Amen? In Christ Jesus, for what? Good works. You're just doing good everywhere you went. Just like Jesus. Jesus did good everywhere he went. Healing sick and casting out devils. That's just what he did. Jesus was amazing. And guess what? Inside of you, he's really amazing. He's still amazing. He's still incredible inside of you. The problem is we don't plug into the fullness of what I'm saying right now. So I break every lie off of you. I break every thought that doesn't believe. I, I cause that your inner man's just like, I accept it. I receive it. I need it. I want more of it. Come on. That his divine nature will be manifest in all of you. And we won't have to go over this ever again. Ever again. You just read it and laugh. Yes, I'm his workmanship. Okay, I'm not even through this stuff. Man, there's a whole lot. Okay. Glory. Therefore, remember. Now that you should walk in them. All right. I left that out. But that you should walk in them. Right? You went about doing good, healing sick, healing the sick, just like Jesus did. But you walk in it. You don't strive in it. You just walk in it. Just like you know how to walk, oh, I'm just going to simplify it. It's real simple. Just like you know how to walk, Alex, just like you know how to walk, you're going to walk in those things. You're going to walk in the fullness of those things. You're going to walk in them because it's natural. Because you're not toddlers that can't walk anymore. No, you're not immature. You're walking in the fullness of God because you're growing up and becoming more and more like him. And as, you're, as you move out of the 30-fold, you move into the 60-fold, you move into the 100-fold. Put it all together, you got 190-fold. Let's go. Come on. You want to walk in the 190-fold. And the Spirit of God wants us to live in that. 
Therefore, remember that you once, you once, this was back, let's see, this is to my point. I'm finally getting to my point. Therefore, remember that you were once Gentiles in the flesh. See, it's working. I can see perfectly now. Who are called, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made, excuse me, made in the flesh by hands, that at the same time you were with Christ, being aliens, being aliens from his commonwealth. You're no longer aliens from God's commonwealth. You live on the same planet that Jesus does. You live in the same state. You live in the same country. You live in the same dominion. You live in the same place that Jesus does. That's the kingdom. As a matter of fact, when you were, when you were born again, it means you were born from a different world. You were born from above. And so actually you are already heaven being sent to the earth. You're already heaven being sent to the earth before you were even full and, and knew that you were saved. Oh, that gets sticky right there. But I'm telling you, this is what God's plan was for your life. Even though I was out raising hell, I got saved and started raising heaven. And so the dominion of God is, is already on your life. And you once were aliens. You were once at enmity. You were once away from God. But by the blood of Jesus, you're no longer in that place. You walk in the fullness of what he's called. And so positionally, you've already been called in. You're already sitting in heavenly places. You've already been filled with all the fullness of light. That's why the idol thing is so important. Like I'm focused, like I'm aware that God is around. I'm aware that Jesus is around me. So I, I act in my inner life. I, 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 I conduct my inner life like I'm looking at the light. Are you with me? Like my, my perspective is towards the things of light not towards the thing of, of darkness or not towards the things that are just worldly. might not even be darkness. You understand? Because we can get stuck in, in postures with our, with our heart that we become consumed with what? Money, provision, all these things. And the Bible says that the kingdom of God, right, when my mind is set on the kingdom of God, all these things will be added to me. Well, I got to go to work. Yeah, you got to go to work. But go to, my, go to work filled with light. Go to the gym filled with light. Go to the places you go filled with light. I'm going to skip to the punchline. 219. Therefore, you're no longer strangers, foreigners. Remember, Ruth was like, I'm a foreigner. I don't deserve any of this. I'm actually, I've been an enemy of God. My heritage says that I'm an enemy of God. 
But the Bible says that he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so it doesn't matter whether you came out and your, your parents were witches or, or whatever. Doesn't matter if they served darkness. Doesn't matter if they were completely, I, you know, people want to know my testimony. You know what my testimony is? I came from a heathen family. Come on, they were godless. No one knew. They knew a form of godliness but denied power. your fellow citizens come on fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God so if you function and you live and you operate out of a different household the household of God you live from that place your thoughts are born in the household of God because you've been brought up oh even See, understand now, we're going back to that transformed mind thing. This all has to do with, right, my upbringing wasn't like that. We've got excuses for why we don't function in the fullness of God. We, 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 we deny the power of God because of what we've gone through. And I understand, I, I totally understand, we've gone through trauma. I understand that, that our, our upbringing may have been different. But I'm telling you, God says you've been transferred from one place to another. And now I live where my life has been filled with all the fullness of God. I live out of the household, out of the habitation of God's glory. I live out of that place. I live out of that place. You live out of that place. You live from that place. Having been built on the foundations of apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ being himself, being himself the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows. Everyone say grows. That means that the very seed inside of you is a hundredfold seed and it's bringing forth fruit. And when you get together with everyone else, we are, in, we are walking in the Joseph's fruitful vine. Which Joseph was the one that was already, he was taken captive into another, into Egypt. He was taken captive into Egypt. He was a plant. That the seed of God would grow from one man and save a whole nation. A whole nation. A whole nation. So don't tell me it's just me. I'm the only one. I'm the only one at work. I'm the only one that does it. I'm the only one. No. Listen, from one seed, from the seed of God inside of you, there's established a fruitful vine that can take over and be given the keys to a whole nation. Oh, my goodness. Given the keys to a whole entire nation. I don't care if we think we're the minority. You're not. You're the majority with God. You're the majority with the king. You are the majority. Go into the whole temple. 
grow into a holy temple of the Lord, in the Lord, in whom you also, being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Listen. Verse 18, backing up. He, 17. He came and he preached peace to you who are far off, to those who are near. For through him, we were both, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. I need all kinds of help up here, and we're going to get, God's going to just do what he has to do. Listen, the Lord wants you functioning at 100% God capacity. Come on, stand up. I don't know who's sitting. Let's just go. We're going. We're going up. We're going after it. And the oil is already open over the place. Like there's been a pour, a, 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 an outpouring of God's oil already over this place. And he wants you to receive. And I'm telling you, he's moving you into strength. What does that mean? Because your heavenly Boaz is coming to anoint you. I may lay hands on you tonight. Come on, come up, come up, come up. If you want. You can maybe get it in your seat, but maybe not. But I believe this. I feel like the Lord said to me earlier, he said, listen, I'm about to open up just a portal of strength for people tonight. And where we've been weary and thinking we don't have it, God's going to release supernatural strength. And he's going to do it swift, like really fast. So, Lord, we've right now, right now, we just take complete control. We ask, Lord, that you touch our minds right now, right here. I want you to get out of your minds <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> I want you to get out of your minds in a good way. Get out of your head. God, can you really do this? What did I just say? I, I receive. Just put your hands up. Say, I Lord, I thank you for your word. Just thank him for his word. Thank him for what he's already spoken over the night. Thank him for a declaration of oil, the oil of intimacy just being cracked open in this place. We thank you, and we accept it. Just begin to pray and just tell him. I want you to declare it. Don't be quiet and don't be passive, really. I want you to go after it. It's better if you go after it than I try to smear it on you. I'd rather it just come out of you. That I receive it. I receive it, God. I believe it. I believe that everything in my life that I think is not possible is absolutely possible and, and has, is full of possibilities in you. And I thank you for your divine nature. I thank you that even tonight, come on, thank him. Just thank him like it's already happened. That even tonight, God, we pray together that you're releasing something so powerful, Lord, that we, it just, it's not just another charismatic wave that comes through this church. I, I break that mindset in Jesus' name. I do.
but it's going to begin to start with fruit tonight. 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 We thank you for it, Jesus. Come on, just begin to pray. The vat's already been open wide in this place. And God's going to give you a new prayer language. How's that? He's going to open up new ways of you understanding. Whoa. He's going to open up something for you tonight. Come on, even language in the spirit. Things, mysteries you didn't understand before, he's going to open that up for you so that you can walk in it. Not so that you can have a good revelation, so that you can walk in them. So that you can fully walk in them. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for the price that you paid for every person in this place. Thank you, Lord. Just pour out your oil. That oil of intimacy, Jesus, right now. Pour it out in strength. Pour it out in strength. Pour it out in swiftness. Accelerate it, God. Accelerate that that place of intimacy with every one of us, Father, right here in this room. Increase it, God. Let the strength of heaven be over this place. Strength. 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 